I want to be the bachelor. Oh, oh man. What if no, I was the bachelor? <laughs> what if I'm I was down, the man. bachelor? I can film it for you. I got an nice No, no, no. I'm talking the I'm talking I'm talking the the real show. Oh, you're real okay, show. I'm, I'm not getting there for you. Okay, I see how it is. All I right. want to get on that okay. stage. All right. That's I want to be that level of bachelor. You know what? Fuck the arranged marriage, okay? I'm sorry. I'm backing out, mom. I'm backing out, mom. Not gonna happen, okay? I'm living my dream. I'm going out there. I'm working hard. I'm being smart. I'm not drinking Coca-Cola. I'm probably eating a ton of bananas, and I'm gonna be a contestant. Not not a contestant. What would you call the dude? The the uh, the, the luckiest man of all time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this guy's lucky. His wife ain't home. Let's do this. Welcome, 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 all you silky studs, to another episode of Silky and Filthy, your home of puck talk and bullshit, and the show that scores more what? than Brandon Sutter. Oh, damn! This guy just added that to the the script. Damn, bro! I know he, he was hat trick Sutter for a night, and hey, now I haven't uh, been scoring know, at all. So, you know, it's, I think we've been scoring more lately. Well, I haven't. Maybe you have, uh, man. You've been scoring in other ways, just being great. At this thing called life, Dude, and huh? again, I'm not, I'm not. When I say that, I'm not talking about home base, okay? I'm not going, I'm not even going that far. Like that's what a score is, okay? Yo, let's go on a date. You know, I'm not even there, yo. I'm not even there. It is what it is, though. It is what it is. I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm here to talk about hockey. You know, it's not like you know, Vancouver. Damn, Vancouver still sucks. What a life, yo. Yeah, I, th I think we gotta focus on the smaller victories. No, it's not even about going on a date or you know, home base or any of that. It'll just count the small victories in your day. Like, okay, my daughter turned four months old today. That's a victory, and she got her immunizations. You know, it's a big deal. You know, those little needles going in your baby girl, and she got through that. So you know, it's it's, it's a victory. You know? That's Take true. A small victory. That's true. And I think with that news, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. And there you go, man. You know, e even across the NHL, I, mean, I would say it was a win today to see that uh, Toronto media still hates their own players. And, you know, us in the West Coast and across Canada, you know, a lot of people don't like the Leafs. Uh, I know Leaf fans get in my inbox again after every fucking uh, Canucks-Leafs <laughs> game. I hear it. I hear it. Leafs are definitely the better team than the Canucks right now. Uh, but again, it was it was kind of funny to look at uh, the headlines today and see that, of course, Steve Simmons uh, shitting on William Nylander and, uh, and John Tavares a bit in his latest piece. And uh, he, he kind of got ripped for it. Uh, and I don't blame him because, you know, right now, if you look at Nylander's game, it's probably more of just like a slump. It's not like he's not playing well. They're still outplaying the other team. But, Matt, like, does, does Toronto just hate their own players? I mean, nah, look, even man, one of my closest buddies who's a Leafs fan, he hates William Nylander. And I'm like, dude, he's a, he's a first-line player. What do you like about him? Come Yo, on. but come on, come on, come on. Like, we're talking about a team that's always making the playoffs now. They have different sets of expectations. You know what I'm saying? So their standard of quality, their standard of what this player is versus ours is completely fucking different, okay? Completely different, okay? We're spending time talking about, like, an Adam, Adam Goddard. We're spending hours talking about Jake Vertanen. They're spending hours talking about William Meanlander. Now, do you think uh, Simmons took it? Took it too far, and I, I don't know if he did. He just, you know, he just it's an opinion piece, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's provoking, and it is Steve Simmons. I think I'm just not surprised. And what, what does it mean to be an enigma again? I think I wrote, I wrote it once in a headline for an article, and I already forgot. Enigma. 
and I, I don't think it completely holds that much negative weight. It's more of a like a mysterious type of thing. And Nylander is, I guess, somewhat mysterious. I mean, sometimes he's really good and sometimes he's invisible, you know? That's like the definition of mysterious. Well, what, what could it be? Yeah, I would go with um, he's a bit more overshadowed than mysterious. I think mysterious really isn't giving him enough enough credit. Look, the guy, I know he makes a lot of money, and, and I think because of that, you know, all the Toronto players are going to be under heat, even though Nylander uh, comes fourth there in the payroll. Uh, but the thing is, Willie Nylander, he still scores at a first-line rate. He's still a guy who's, uh, you know, generating plays when he's on the ice. This isn't a guy that, you know, you should be shooting on in Toronto. And, wait, wait, uh, what the fuck you know, are we all doing? the roster of guys to go after. I mean, like, their, their depth isn't as stellar as, you know, maybe one of the wait, contending wait, teams. Wait, wait, wait. It is some bullshit. <laughs> what are we doing here? We're starting out this show, the best show in the Northwest, right? The Northwest is the best, you know? We talking about the Maple Leafs off the jump? Off the jump? I think Trevor's a change, man. I haven't talked to this yeah, guy in know, two weeks. Things have things have changed here. Yeah, you know, it's my mistake, Kyle. Probably shouldn't have led with that. But yeah. at the same time, I brought it up because I like making fun of the Leafs. And I think it's funny how they hate their own players, even though they're good. Hey, good save, man. That's why you're an experienced podcaster, man. Great save, man. Boom, Off man. the dome, baby. It's, it's this Coca-Cola, man. I gotta Ooh, give credit. Again, Trevor Beggs. Trevor Beggs, you want to talk about some bullshit? Hey, there's some bullshit. <laughs> and I shouldn't even be saying this because there's probably kids watching, uh, listening to this. I'm sorry. But, hey, this motherfucker, right? This motherfucker right here is is drinking a bottle of Coca-Cola. And there's no, you know, there's no dark liquor around or no no, no light liquor Ooh. around. You know, like, there's no mixed drink here. He's just straight drinking this like... Like he's not 27 and a fucking father. Like, come on, man. We in pandemic season. You got to take care of the body, man. Coca-Cola. I don't know about that, man. I don't know are, about are that. Are you saying this Coca-Cola would make more sense if I say had a had a dark rum around? Well, because you wouldn't be drinking the whole bottle. You just put a little splash in there. You know, the a whole bottle mm-hmm. of Coca-Cola. I mean, you know, I'll tell you a story, Trevor. I'll tell you a story. Okay, today I probably took a year out of my life because I was painting at work today. And I'm so used to having... The, you know, the COVID-19 mask on, right? And usually, I mean, 99% of the time, I'm, I always make sure that I got my other painter's mask on, right? To really protect me. But I guess I was, you know, subconsciously telling myself that I had that mask on, the painter's mask on, when I only had the COVID mask on. And I went in the booth to paint. And we're talking about paint dinner, just spraying everywhere. I was in there for like 15 minutes. I definitely, yes, definitely lost a year of my life. Yo, I read that book, right, by Dr. Amen change your brain, change your life. They literally showed two brains, right? Side by side. Both fucked up. Absolutely fucked up. One brain was a brain that was on cocaine for years, and the other brain was a brain that was, you know, exposed to paint thinner for years. So, uh... Hey, there's a bullshit! <laughs> right now, you're listening to Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N, and this may be a rare thing, because... I, I risk my life today, man. I risk my life. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you took one for the team today, but I, I, I think you got to mask up. You got to wear that double mask, that protection in, in the days ahead, man. Or, or I know you're into sea moss. Maybe hold, just like, um, you know, have more sea moss and Nuopept. I know those are Ooh, your two best no, okay. friends here in 2021. Well, okay, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say too much on this program. Okay, all right, silky and filthy, you're home for puck talking bullshit. Hey, but we loyal people. Okay, I had one person in the Vancouver media market. I'm not gonna say who. Okay, I'm not gonna say who. But this dude, right? I just said he's a dude. But this dude, 
messaged me, and he actually asked about Neopep, right? He said, yo, should I get this shit or what? Like, what's it all about, right? And I told him that he's better off, you know, drinking a coffee and eating a banana because I didn't want to, I didn't want to pass that type of info. I didn't really have that close of a relationship with Neopet. But at one point I was in the studio and I just was fiending it, you know, I was like, yo, I think I need some of this shit to work. So I went over to it and I threw that shit in the garbage. Hey, that's some bullshit. <laughs> that's some bullshit. It was getting in my head, yo. I thought I needed it for a bit, but I threw it in the garbage, yo. I threw it in some, <laughs> you know, I, I, I hit the applause for yourself, man. I mean, that takes some, uh, Hey, that man, takes thank some, you, you know, thank you, thank you. It takes, yeah, it takes some discipline to do that. It, it does, it does. And like I said, man, it, it, and if children, if you're listening to this, yeah, Trevor Beggs is, is the horrible influence on this program, okay? It's pretty evident. Again, drinking a bottle of Coca-Cola. Look at what I just said there, right? I threw that Neopept in the, in the garbage, and I just, I just went towards the banana and the coffee. So if you ever need to get work done, eat a fucking banana, Make yourself a, a nice cup of joe if you can't drink coffee, some tea, or some warm water, and just get to work. What's up, baby? Hey, remember, kids, Neopets, not Nuopet. You're great, man. You're on fire today. Oh, uh, man. Okay, well, speaking of the kids, I want to talk about another kid, and that kid's name is, uh, is Quinn Hughes. And, uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't been on Sipping on a 40, of course, but I've been listening closely. Um, Quinn Hughes is just a guy. He's probably the most interesting man on the Vancouver Canucks. Ooh. And he's having like one of the most bizarre seasons I think I've ever seen. Uh, because right now you have this guy leading the team of points, but he's also been on the ice for the most goals against at even strength by a long shot so far this season. You know, it, Kyle, like, what are you making about Quinn Hughes' game so far? And, and how are you reacting when, uh, when you see him on the ice? Honest person, honest podcast. He can do whatever he wants with the puck, right? He'll get points. He's just that type of guy because... When he's on the ice, the puck follows him, and it usually touches his stick first when the team is breaking out. That being said, I do believe, you know, not only did the Vancouver Canucks miss Chris Tanev, he, he misses Chris Tanev. There's just something else about playing with Tanev that helped him even slow down, play a little calmer. Because, yeah, the Canucks, collectively, really bad defensive team. For a second-year defenseman to, you know, to be put in that system... It's not the easiest thing in the world, even for Quinn Hughes. And again, I think he's just missing that familiar familiarity that he had with Chris Tanev. And Tanev was just not the strongest of rocks, but he complimented Quinn Hughes' game so well. And uh, yeah, he's just not as yeah. calm when he doesn't have the puck or he's defending. It's just it's just one of the things. It, it's, it's a combination of a lot of things, to be honest. And again, it starts with the Canucks just as a team not being able to do much well when it pl comes to playing defense they, they can't break out they can't break out they can't even oh man it's, it's just so frustrating to watch now over the last couple of games i think they've slowed that down but there's still major ones that you know end up leading to goals yeah 100 percent. i know a lot of the times it's on the forwards too i mean jake Bertan over the past couple of games has made some some terrible plays in his own zone not even just you know small turnovers but like glaring egregious turnovers um, but I think, you know, there's two parts of the Quinn Hughes situation. And I think on the one hand, you know, without Tanev last year, the underlying numbers are pretty good. Um, but you're right. I think overall, you know, he was a very calming influence beside Hughes. And he's had a rotating door of partners this season now. Quinn Hughes, that is. You know, Travis Hamannick, I think he was just bad in those five games. He wasn't ready, probably, uh, just coming into camp. Tyler Myers, you know, when I watch Myers, he's... He'll make a couple good plays in a row, and I'm like, oh, I know Myers looking good tonight. And then he'll just do something fucking stupid, like pinch, 
And he's a guy who pinches a lot, and he often gets burned on it. And I just, yeah, I don't like Myers with Hughes for the most part. And then Jordy Ben, I know, again, a few good games with Hughes, but, like, man, I just cringe when I watch Jordy Ben with the puck right now. <laughs> so, I, you know, the Canucks are really getting to a point where I think they're going to have to consider putting Nate Schmidt with Quinn Hughes because I think, you know, there's just so much um, – so much inadequacies among that group that I think, you know, you're probably going to put those first two guys together. The top four guys are logging a ton of ice time anyways. Like, Yule Levy and Ben are are way down the list there. So, you know, if I'm Travis Green, I look at playing uh, Hughes and Schmidt a lot more, and I look at trying to give Yule Levy more ice time too because I think Yule Levy's actually been solved in some limited minutes. But, well, yeah, uh, that's, that's another thing too, just balancing out the minutes. But when you're, you know, arguably – and I'll say this, man. They're, they're the worst team in Canada because Ottawa's obsolete. They don't fucking count in this debate. You know, they're the worst team in Canada, the Vancouver Canucks. When you're at that point and you're just scrambling to get back into the race, even though you've played the most games by far, this is hard. You kind of get desperate and you don't want to You don't want to balance out the minutes. You just want your best guys on. You know, hey, Trevor, okay? I've been a ball hockey coach in my day, okay? I've been a ball hockey coach, okay? If I'm Travis Green and you're that that much in trouble and you're looking up already and, and again every other team has played less games than you i'm probably just playing my best game best players man straight up, straight up. yeah it, it's getting to that point in the season for sure it's you know you can see that there's just such a big rotating door in the bottom six and uh you know edler myers hughes and schmidt are playing a lot right now uh so uh, again i i think you just know, gotta put your best players with your best players nate, now, schmidt, is, nate, nate schmidt has probably been the most disappointing player in canada to be honest like he's he yeah i i just don't i, I don't fully agree with that i actually think among canucks he, it's easy to shit on the whole group because they suck but i think actually among all canucks defensemen he's arguably the best one defensively right now maybe aside from edler schmidt moves the puck better than edler and i think there's been again some bad errors on schmidt's part where he hasn't looked great uh, but he's been a bit unlucky not to score more at even strength. And uh, compared to all the other Canucks defensemen, the underlying numbers aren't bad. I don't see I brought up the fancy stats, man. Yo, I just don't see anything that stands out. He just seems as if he's another defenseman who can skate a little better yeah. than everyone. And I know he's way better than that. I know he's, most importantly, way more impactful than that. And that's what he has to do for this team to, you know, get better. And it's kind of hard for this team to gain any type of momentum, not only as a team, but... Just as players, too, when, when the team wins, individually you do better. And it's just been hard for a lot of these guys to get on a roll. And, again, we talk, we, brought, we we started things off with Quinn Hughes. The fact that this guy just picks up points when he's not even playing at his best, it just proves, man. Like, this guy's on another level, man. He's on a, a complete other level than 98% of the, the defensemen in this NHL. And and the city is lucky. And, unfortunately, you know, there's a great, great cloud over this team. And, you know, there's... Not really much you can be happy about, but just remember that Vancouver, like this motherfucker is doing some crazy things on a bad team, and it's it's ridiculous. It shouldn't be happening. How does he already have eighteen points? Nineteen points. Nineteen yeah, points. Sorry, the defenseman by four, by four points. Like Victor Hedman and Jeff Peach are tied with fifteen in second place there. Uh, and one of the other crazy things too is that the Canucks have ten goals at five on four this season. Hughes has a point on every single goal. The Canucks have not scored a five-on-four goal where Hughes hasn't registered a point, which I also think is just insane at this point of the season. It is, man, and he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. And when when I say that, I kind of just hone in on the fact that his shot will eventually get better. He's too much of a competitor, man. 
Oh, and he's, uh, how about the goal on Saturday night yeah. too? I mean, this guy, you know, there's definitely another uh, glass uh, ceiling to be shattered uh, in the NHL for Quinn Hughes, man. Facts, uh, man. Looking I like I a was star. That good at and again, I think we'll figure it out defensively. And I just did think he he's say, a better part. Did you just house. say looking like a stoner? Looking like a star. <laughs> hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> But I, if okay, I'll ask you this now. Yeah. Uh, of all, when you think of a player that looks like a stoner, whether on the Canucks or in the NHL, who, who comes to mind for you? Quinn Hughes. He Quinn just, Hughes, really? He just, looks like he's twelve, man. It looks like he's too young to be smoking. Dude, hey man, I'm not dropping names, but I've spoken to people. They started smoking around that time, man. Twelve, thirteen. I, hey, I'm not saying Quinn, Quinn Hughes is smoking. Quinn Hughes weed. or people? I'm not saying Quinn Hughes is smoking weed. I'm just saying this guy's so nonchalant about things, you know. So, yeah, he doesn't have a pulse. He doesn't have a pulse, man. He's just laid back, chilling. And you know who that reminds me of? Hey, maybe this dude was smoking that dope, too, because, hey, he's from B.C., right? B.C. Butt, Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah, maybe, man. Scott Niedermeyer, you know, he he seems like he could be doing that. I could picture Scott Niedermeyer just, like, has grown his beard out since he's retired. And has, and like, a... Fi- has a vineyard. Has a fucking $50,000 pipe, like a wooden fucking beautiful pipe, you know, that just, uh-huh. like... Oh, bro, I'd love to smoke weed out of one of those pipes, you know, those fancy ones, and just have it... In your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a nice glass one, and like that was like the same shape, but like curved all the way down like that. That was pretty sick, man. Yeah. Uh, there you go. But yeah, no, I was, I was watching the Sounds of the Lambs the other night, and you know, like Hannibal Lecter. You know, he doesn't have a pulse. He's just a crazy cannibal. I was like, you know, you know who else doesn't have a pulse? Quinn Hughes. Yeah, he doesn't, man. He doesn't. But he does. But he doesn't. Because man, I think he just he's he's such a, he's such a motherfucker, man. Like he's such a competitor, man. He, there's just something else always ahead of him. You know, he's always sticking ahead. So the present isn't good enough. You know, there's nothing to celebrate right now. We got shit to do. And he seems like that guy. And Pedersen's the same way. And, yeah, you know, we're ending this Canucks talk with, with Quinn Hughes and Elias Pedersen. And it hasn't gone their way this year yet. But fuck, man. Like, fuck. <laughs> Those two are crazy. Hey, Those two are there's crazy. Time, man. Yeah. There's, 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 there's time for them to figure it out. Life we'll is long. Hey, life is long and the season is still kind of sort of not really long. Let's just let's just pray together, okay? Hockey gods, if you're listening to this, for my city, yes, for my city of Vancouver, Trevor Bags and myself, yo, just help us out. We want we want something to watch, yo. I know we wanted meaningful games, but getting them in February, which we are right now, right? These games are meaningful. It's kind of stressful. It's kind of scary, right? It's kind of scary making sure that we have to get points in this, these games when it's what February. Kind of scary. Well, let's let's turn this motherfucking season around. And let's be one of the best teams in fucking Canada because, hey, our city deserves it. And this right now, it's raining. Vancouver. Hallelujah, it's raining. Vancouver. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, yo. This is so embarrassing. Yo, there's a game tonight. It's not that I'm not excited because I love the game of hockey, but I'm actually scared and worried that, holy shit, this is actually going to happen. They're going to they're gonna fall out of this. Before it's March. And that's gross. Because for years, all we wanted was meaningful hockey in March again, you know? And we got a glimpse of it, sort of not really last year, the bubble season, whatever. But this season, come on. If the Canucks are really out of it by March, holy shit. That would, that would wreck me. I would be hurt. I'd be hurt. That would take a year out of my life. Let's be honest. Let's be real. You're gonna be thir- you're gonna be thirty uh, this year, man. Instead of twenty eight. <laughs> Holy fuck, man! Cause yo, I want to smile, yo. I thought I thought I thought these games are gonna be a lot more fun, yo. I don't know if it's because the Canucks have been losing and we've been, yeah, we've been witnessing this being on the West Coast, the best coast of Vancouver. How has the hockey been, in your opinion? Are, are you 
disappointed? Are, did you think there was going to be more intensity? We're talking about the same teams playing each other. Uh, what are your takes on the, the season so far? Uh, to be honest, I think the North division has been the most entertaining of the four. And I'm not just saying that, you know, it's, there's no bias here. I mean, there's been more goals scored in the North division on average than any other division in hockey. Uh, there's also been no stoppages from COVID. So I think the flow has been a bit better. I think the games actually picked up in the last week, you know, good overtime game, Flames and Canucks, Oilers and Jets went the distance. And of course the Senators, shout out Senators, came back from four down and went in overtime against the Maple Leafs. Uh, but here's the thing, Kyle, and I'll give you two reasons of optimism for the Canucks maybe before we switch gears. Um, but you look at the Canucks and they have been a bit, un- they've been bad defensively for sure, but they've, they've been playing better recently and they've been a bit unlucky overall. You look at the how many goals they've given up versus expected goals. I, I think they've had some bad bounces go their way. Their goaltending has been atrocious and I think that can be better as well. And the second thing is, you know, maybe none of the teams in Canada are, are powerhouses. Maybe none of the teams are, you know, crazy good. And I think I saw this tweet from Sarah Sivian and, and kind of agree, agreed with it, but she kind of talked about how maybe there's more goal scoring in the North division compared to any other division because the teams in Canada just aren't that good. You have a lot of teams who play loosey goosey hockey uh, again, Montreal and maybe Calgary, two of the only teams that can shut it down. Uh, but I don't think any team in this division is, is unbeatable. Uh, and that, you know, no, like, let, let's Canucks, be real. I think Look, they got room to rise here. Like no team in this division is a favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Let's be real. And everyone has flaws. Every yeah. team has flaws too. That's that's re- that's real. But you know, when when I was hyping this division up, and I still am, you know, I, I still got a little bit of faith. It was because of the battle, of the intensity, and again, maybe it's because the Canucks had just been so bad that I haven't really been feeling it. But I feel as if I expected more. I expected more of something, and I don't know. I don't want to blame the NHL and Sportsnet for their marketing, but I just feel as if. There's something there. Like, this is so special, and I'm not sure if the hockey's been backing it up. Uh, this That's just coming from me, you know, someone who watches, what, four games a week, five games a week maybe? There's a lot of hockey being played. Maybe uh, maybe I'm missing something. You know, and I say this after, what, uh, two days ago? Yeah, arguably, yeah, it, by far and away was the most entertaining day in the season. All those comebacks, every game was great. So maybe it is going to pick up now, right? Who knows? Who knows? It, it just might you know it's uh when it gets to playoff pushes things will get a bit more intense too and like you said it's already getting to be meaningful game territory for the canucks and uh there was some heat in that last game against calgary it was a pretty intense game yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's true. i'm hoping by the time you're listening to this on thursday friday whenever the fuck you're listening to this uh, there's been a great game between calgary and vancouver on wednesday night and uh, more to come in the future I, you know i love it man you know silky and filthy you, you, we, we normally talk about every single fucking team and you know we try keeping it you know global and shit like that but right now i think uh begsy and i are just a little bit emotional. We're a little bit not scared, but again, these games are meaningful. You know, <laughs> this is crazy. Like yeah. these games really I think fucking I'm, I matter. I think I'm more optimistic than you by the sounds of it, to be honest. It's because, don't get me wrong. Okay, I was talking to my boss today, and over the last three games, yeah, this hockey team has played three pretty good games. I mean, the last one, it was all right. You know, it was all right after the two goal lead. They are showing signs that maybe they can turn this around, but. At the end of the day, you got to put streaks together, man. You need one of those to go your way. This is the same team that lost, what, six straight games in a row? They need to win back-to-back games. They need to win three straight. They need to get points in three or four. Like, those things have to happen, and you got to you gotta, you gotta sell me. You got to sell me. You know, too many mistakes. They got to put a streak together. They got to get those dubs, so. Yeah, I still believe, though. My city, man, let's go. Go Canucks, go. Let's go. Coconuts, go.
Coconuts go, baby. There we go. Hey. Uh, all right, let's. I'm gonna stay with the Canadian division, kind of, but let's uh, let's end it with Beauty of the Week. Okay, Beauty of the Week. Damn, you got to cue me up so I can press these buttons. Hey, what's up? What's oh, up? What's up? It, bro. You You're listening to Silky and Filthy. You're home for puck talk and bullshit on the Nuxum's Conic Network. Professional, unprecedented, and most recently, unconscionable. Yo, call me a cheesy bastard, by the way, Kyle. But uh, you know, I was telling you before, I'm trying to make my my top 100 songs list of all time, and I got to Ooh. 300. And uh, "Beautiful" by Snoop Dogg made the list. Uh, I've I've always been in love with that song, man. Always get this good. That don't make you cheesy, man. And even if it does. You know, the woman loved cheese. You know what I'm saying, man? So I'm down to be cheesy. I always say it, man. I embrace being cheesy from Green Bay, Wisconsin, right? I am cheesy. And again, you know, I see it, man. They, they love the cheese, man. 100%. Hey, if you want to get laugh, you can always, I literally have a playlist called Cheese on Spotify with like all the guilty pleasure songs. Yeah. It's uh, it's a treasure trove. You should just, of, you should uh, just change it to faves. Don't lie to yourself, man. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself, man. Uh, all right. Well, I, on Beauty of the Week, this guy, he isn't my fave, but I got to give him a shout out. It's uh. Connor McDavid, the guy who's been the most exciting player in hockey over the past five seasons. Now, I'm bringing up Connor McDavid because, you know, at the time of us recording this, it's Wednesday, just before the Jets Oilers game, just before Canucks and Flames. And McDavid has a chance to hit his 500th point tonight Holy in his 368th fuck. career game. That's nasty. Now, now Sidney Crosby also hit 500 points at 368 career games, which I found interesting because I think you think about McDavid again, there's been more scoring in the NHL. Uh, over the time that he's been in the NHL on average. And, you know, he, you think of him as being more offensively gifted than Crosby, just an, another level above. But uh, the fact that these guys have the same amount of points in, in the same amount of games is at their points, at those points in their careers, is it's something else, man. So I, I got to ask you, man, you got an opinion on who you think the better player is? Well, first off, I think it's a startling fact because we forget how dominant offensively speaking, Crosby was, and he still is, but he was on that level too. I remember that, I think it was, what, 2010 or 2011 or 2012, like the start he got off to was better than McDavid-like. He's that He was that, that fucking crazy. Like he's so good at get, getting points. And yeah, sometimes you have to like really go back to to look at how good he was offensively and on the score sheet. And when you compare him to McDavid and read that stat, I'm I'm actually like a little impressed, you know, like, holy fuck. We have not been appreciating that that start from Sidney Crosby, but um, the better player right now is Connor McDavid by far and away, man. But I know they they play different, and now Crosby's the best fucking grinder in the NHL. Blah blah blah. That's cool. That's great. That's awesome. But I'm gonna take that player that can get the puck from behind his net net and have a that's a scoring chance. Like anytime this guy has a, the puck on his stick, it's a scoring chance. Again, if he's behind the net, he has the puck. You gotta tally that as a scoring chance because something's gonna probably happen probably happen for himself or someone else and uh he's just and i talk about him so much and i'm gonna bring this up because hey the west coast the best coast i know a lot of people from the city listen to this y'all who put Pedersen on the same pedestal as mcdavid cursed the start of the season okay i'm blaming you motherfuckers yeah, i really am 100 percent. that shit got a little ridiculous ridiculous and there. people have the audacity to put that as a headline like yo are you kidding me are you kidding me? that's gross man that's so gross and embarrassing and 
Oh man, just even the Austin Matthews stuff, man. You know, people are saying Pedersen's better than Matthews, and look, now Matthews and leads the Matthews lead the league in goals. Connor McDavid's lead the league in points. These guys are fucking stars too. So. Okay, you can you can blame me for the Matthews uh, Pedersen comparison, but I thought I feel as if that was just like I feel as if that was like that tier below McDavid, and it's so far away. It's so far away from McDavid. Like you can have those debates, but. Put, you have to put respect on McDavid's name or, or else you're just not appreciating what we get to witness. And this is like, this is some bullshit. This is the one player, right? And there's so many good athletes in the NHL. But again, if I'm just trying to get more people to watch the game, it's like, yo, all you have to do is just watch his shifts. Like somebody on YouTube, just upload all of his shifts and like show someone that, show someone that that's never watched hockey. And they'll be, they'll be asking themselves like, how the fuck is he doing this? How can we so much better than everyone else? It's crazy. Yeah, and you know, I, maybe I'll rephrase the question before we get out of here, but it, I think it's not really a good question to ask who's better, McDavid or Cross, because right now it's McDavid. There's no questions asked. But who do you think will finish with the better career overall? Not necessarily Stanley Cups, yeah. but let's just say, you know, points, goals, uh, their impact on the ice. I, I think Sidney Crosby. This yeah. guy's in Edmonton, man. Connor McDavid's in Edmonton. Like, there's just... <laughs> I feel as if... There's just something wrong there, you know? There's just something wrong there. And then this is the same franchise that traded Gretzky. I don't think they're going to even go down that path of even listening to McDavid. Like, let's say this guy wants out. They're like, yo, we're going to make it work. Don't worry, blah, blah, blah. We're not trading you. It's just, I feel like he's kind of not winning the Stanley Cup there, man. I really don't. And Crosby has three, right? Three. And then yeah. I wouldn't, I know people are counting Pittsburgh out. But, man, we just... <laughs> We just saw Brady do what he did. What he did, you know. I, I can't doubt these motherfuckers too. Like these, these elite athletes who are just just great and have won before. Like Crosby can still win another cup in, in the next what four or five years. I still see that. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, but maybe another shout out too is uh, Sidney Crosby's action almost at his one thousandth game. He's played nine ninety eight as we're recording this right now. So he's getting damn close to hitting beautiful. Himself. Beautiful. I think that that's going to line up definitely towards what Saturday or if not on Saturday and I'd be curious to see you know what type of piece CBC runs on Crosby because you know guy lacks personality and like I don't know if I want to say that but he just you know he, he just another guy <laughs> another guy said the yeah, kid yeah. you know but <laughs> damn it's been a thousand games and he's lived up to the hype I, you know the, the hype was there when this guy was like what 14 or 15 years old Ramuski yeah. Oceanic right this guy was just that guy supposed to be that guy, and he became that, if not more. So, uh, shout out to a great career, man. Holy shit, what a career, man! Yeah, Sydney fucking Crosby, man, making me feel like an asshole now for drinking Coke. I bet Sydney Crosby not drinking that much Coke. Yeah, you're an idiot. But but remember, <laughs> Zdeno Chara was famous for drinking Coca Cola on the bench. Ooh. I think also Betsy did it too. So hey, hey, Ooh. if they can drink Coca Cola, why can't I, man? This... I'm a healthy guy. I love it, dude. I love it. That's how he ends the show, dude. Waits. He waits till the end to say, yo, these motherfucking athletes, all right? They drinking the Coca-Cola. You shut the hell up, Kyle Bowen. That was great. Man, what can I say, man? You you did inspire me, though. I think I might throw a splash of uh, dark rum in here before yeah, I finish off not, the bottle. So. Why not, dude? You're a smart motherfucker, man. I appreciate your insights. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for linking up for another episode of Silky and Filthy, man. Always good to see you over Zoom, and uh, always good to get someone up for the listeners here on the Nux Misconduct Podcast Network. That's a fact, yo. That's a fact. Go check out the rest of the network. You get a whole bunch of shows with one swipe, one tap. My name, Kyle Bowen. That's K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. That's Trevor Beggs. 
T R E V O R B E G G S. Hell yeah, man! There you go. There you go. Hey. So let's go back to the top. Your your daughter gets her four month shot. You know, I don't know what the what they're putting in her. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything about being a parent. And you said you were so proud, right? So she didn't cry or nothing. No, she she cried. She uh, cried real tears, but she damn. got over it like in a minute or two. Woo! Damn, does it does it break your heart when she cries? Even like you know, it probably does, right? There's a different. Yeah, uh, it's, it's tough, man. It's yeah, tough. yeah. No, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you one one bad story before I get out of here. I okay. guess it, was, it wasn't too bad. So I'm I'm looking after her by myself. She's asleep, and you know I really got to take shit. Uh-oh. And I'm like, fuck! I hope she doesn't wake up. And as soon as I you know drop trow and started doing my thing, I hear crying from the bedroom. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I, I'm in the middle of this, man. Like, I, I gotta like push it out. I gotta rush this. I gotta rush the shit. Wow. And I get in there, and usually she's like, I she wakes up and she's fine. But she like actually cried real tears. I was maybe like three minutes, and I was like, oh my god, man. Oh, she got I felt, scared. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. Of course, like she sees me, she starts smiling. She's good to go. But uh, you know, those those three minutes felt like three hours of you know. For her, for sheet, sure, yeah. right? Like, you don't know what's going yeah. on, dude. What do you mean? Like, why is it taking so long? It's been an eternity. You know, like what the where the hell is this guy? <laughs> Yeah, straight up, they can't do anything. And yeah, that's interesting. I, that that was probably one of the better questions I've asked you because I'm, I want to look into that. There, there's something on like a spiritual, scientific level that has you feeling some sort of way when you see your baby daughter cry. So yeah, don't make her cry, it man. It, it, it ain't easy, man. Just to make sure you time your shits when you're a parent. Yeah, you up, gotta so. time your shits, dog. Okay, come on. Man. I can just imagine this guy, you know, squeezing out deuces and feeling so bad at the same time. And normally, that's just a great feeling. You know? Yeah, I know. It really it, ru- it ruined what could have been a nice shit, but uh, yeah, unfortunately. Hey, I want to tell a story about. Very rash, and I was stressed out. I want to tell a story about taking a shit. Hey, that's a bullshit. <laughs> I've been reading on the toilet for the first time. Right, been doing more stuff with what nice. the fuck you're reading now on TikTok. Go check it out. And uh, that's a that's a different type of life, yo. That's a different type of life. Cause that toilet human experience, it's intimate, right? You d- you done it for I've done it for 20, 20 probably twenty five years I don't know when I was probably trained same thing with you right those are some good moments you reflect a lot on there you bring a book in there oh man it's a <laughs> damn bro you you feel as if you're on a journey but you're just in the shitter you're, it's a great st- you ever, you ever great light time. a couple candles and and turn the lights down no <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine that this high ultimate relaxed shit what the fuck we do with my name kyle bow on that like meditating music <laughs> crack that book open right get your, get your headlamp on for reading <laughs> <laughs> drink drink some tea nah man you don't bring no food in the wash <laughs> yo you can't put anything in your mouth while you're taking a shit man that's fucking disgusting what do you <laughs> that makes no sense the only thing that's acceptable is a toothbrush that's it man what no way dog <laughs> Hey, that's some bullshit. <laughs> no way, bro. That's some bullshit. I never brushed my teeth while I'm taking a shit, unless you're in a rush. Well, that's the thing, man. Sometimes I'm in a rush to get to bed, you know? <laughs> I'm in the bed. What the fuck? <laughs> See, that's sleep. Okay, man. Have a good morning and a good afternoon. A good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace. <laughs>